0: like you pay attention to things a little bit more than anybody else so i think it's a cool vibe i'm surprised it's as cold as it is but i wouldn't have known what it was supposed to feel like you know what i'm saying but other than that since i've
1: been here it's been pretty um it's been pretty hot Mm -hmm. so like i really like this weather too um even though it's cold, like, but I really appreciate this because I know the the way the days could get. When I got here, it was like 110 degrees, like,
0: every day. Yeah. Um, I was inside, like... I would have thought you would have said you appreciated it more because you know what cold is like in Jersey. So, like, this is nothing, but it's also not 110 degrees either, so... Yeah, it's You've weird. you been here long enough to be like... I you know how hot it can get. I really thought you were about to be like, because Jersey is snow, so I'll take this. But like,
1: but I feel like for the past few years, Jersey has been really cool. Like, especially even on snow. Like, we haven't had the crazy storms or any of that. And then also, I like the, I like the switch up. Mm-hmm. So when I first got here, especially when I feel like October and November first hit. I was like, bro, I'm still wearing summer clothes. And it was like I'm not gonna be able to get my Uggs or my sweater off. Like my sweaters change. off. Like I but now I feel like there's potential. I could I could throw on a sweater. Um, I got a lot of Bill Cosby sweaters that I like not to wear. The,
0: the, the fact that you can say when I first got here, like shout out to <laughs> And it's only
1: been four months. Right. It's only been four months. But um happy Monday. Oh my gosh, I don't even know how I feel saying that. Like happy Monday and shout out to you, beautiful listeners wherever you are shout out to everybody on their way to work on their way picking up the kids it's the Monday after Thanksgiving so I'm hopeful that you are stuffed still stuffed from the weekend and happy birthday to my mama happy birthday to Denise um You drive me crazy, girl, but I do love you, so happy birthday to you, Um, but yeah, happy Monday. It's been a minute. I feel like it's been like four months since I've sat in front of a microphone. I don't even know what to say or how to say it, but I have a special guest here. I have a special guest, and I'm going to let her introduce
0: herself, so Tiff, Tiff go ahead Uh, so i'm introduced as tiff but now i gotta say my name is shyla which is always interesting because people know me as shyla shyla miles the author of the mental health extraordinaire i don't know that i've heard that but i'll take it so Mm -hmm. thank you but yeah i'm shyla aka tiff to to the real ones if you know you know
1: (laughs) to the real ones um yeah tiff is here in um in texas for the first time this is your first time in texas yes yeah, as,
0: as far as i know unless it was like some passing through but like no like this is my first time in H time
1: period <laughs> this is my home now so i'm gonna take you to go meet beyonce later
0: oh um oh i see i i was gonna take you to meet carrie when you came to georgia but oh. i just i just feel like you i think you <laughs> have a feeling about her and i just didn't want to yes uh, and yeah. i do <laughs>
1: And I do. It sounds crazy when I hear it from you but I don't think it sounds crazy when you hear it from me because Tiff has like a very I would say an adoration for Carrie Hilson friendship.
0: Um, Okay. all right, cool.
1: What did she do? She liked some of your
0: comments on Instagram? Actually, I feel like she likes me. Like we have a really like we talk all the time. That's crazy. Uh, But yes, she did also like a few comments. She did respond to a few of my my posts. I think she don't want to make it big you know what i mean she don't want y'all to be like damn you really tight is that what it is
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah tiff is here um in houston and i'm happy to have her here um and i'm happy that she's recording with me because i've been doing the pod for a really long time and she's never gotten a chance to be on the pod um no once you turn 40 I was like dang like this was this is 30 and it's been like (laughs) that's crazy I am turning 35 though in about four months or three months I should say I'm a first quarter baby and I don't know why like I feel like turning 35 I know you were there like five years ago so like turning 35 is like I don't know how you felt but I know when I turned 35 like it was I mean when I turned 35 Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. I don't I'm excited about it I'm excited I think maybe that's because um I just did something like really out of the box this year which was moving away from my hometown Mm -hmm. um and it was my choice because I've been I've been taken from New Jersey before but it wasn't my choice um I was still a kid or whatever the case may be but Doing something on my own and just moving it, like living in a new place by myself, my mom and my sister are here, of course, but I don't know, it's very refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's very refreshing and it's been very liberating for me, like mentally and just for like in elements of like peace and happiness is really cool so i feel like i'm going to in into 35 in 3 months not now but in 30 i'm going into 35 with just a different perspective of life and a greater sense of patience which mm. is really weird because i feel like um i have always felt like this is 30 also is a testament of always feeling like you haven't done enough by a certain age Mm -hmm. so like last year if you asked me what was I hoping for myself etc etc I'm like I need me a husband I need me kids I need like all these things and I'm not I don't have that on my mind it doesn't mean that I don't still yearn for those things I do real bad but I just have a I have different desires like I want to be patient I want to let God move, move in my life I want Things to all align properly so that I can actually enjoy the fruits of my labor, Mm. like in a different way. So um, I'm excited. I don't know how we got on 35th birthday talk, but yeah. yeah.
0: But I feel like, have you ever listened to Tony Jones? Like she has um, like affirmation albums, Mm -mm. but like on one of her songs or affirmation track she says like I'm surrendering to the I don't know Mm. and I feel like maybe that's a testament of like you still have your desires but like I'm almost like maybe more in mindfulness of like this moment so I'm, I'm content I'm peaceful so I feel like maybe that's yeah a part of it instead of like you mashing the gas on i guess as cliche as it sounds things that you can't control so to speak but right like, right i'm okay with where i am and this move i feel like was really good for you yeah like it's not like you moved here and everything just went left i think things yeah. are aligning and yeah. you're trusting like where you are in that process so i think that's really dope like for you and of you to like have made that move yeah
1: thank you i i i agree i i think that I don't know. It's weird. Cause like, I feel like sometimes when you do shit, you don't want to be the poster child for telling everybody to do shit. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be the person to be like, Hey, move to a different. But when people really say move out of your hometown, it'll be life changing. Even if you go back, mm-hmm. I just feel like there's something about leaving any type of comfort mm-hmm and banking on yourself Mm -hmm. like just to survive like it's
0: a true trust though that's the thing like you really are trusting Mm. yeah doing that and really the like not knowing how it's gonna go right but I do think there's comfort in knowing you like you said you can always go back but I think that same comfort is what keeps people from leaving like you have the thought I can always come back but like then you don't leave but when you do leave most of the time you don't want to go back because the hardest part was actually in the leaving. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. I feel that. And I also feel like, I know like people talk about Houston or just Texas or the South in general being excuse me, much more cost effective like as opposed to up North. And it is. Like when it comes to rent and things, but if I can be honest, everywhere is really expensive right now. Mm -hmm. Groceries are about the same. I don't see like, The only thing I feel like when people say cost of living, I feel like they're usually referring to the housing market. Like, so yes, it is cheaper here. And I feel like you get more for your buck. Absolutely. Like, I cannot begin to explain the conversations I've had with people here. Like, even when I explain to people what the hood looks like in New Jersey, as opposed to any other state I've been to, I feel like you can see the hood in New Jersey with your eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just you know what 15 story project building when you see it and it doesn't look the same here it's like even though this might be the projects they might still have a pool in the middle of the mm-hmm. the the complex or there might be a playground you do not see that necessarily up north and i just feel like the quality of life that we've become accustomed to is directly aligned with our grind but it's also aligned with this sense of like disparity like you know like all my life I had to fight. And it's just like the bare minimum
0: down here is mm-hmm. quality. <laughs> like, But I also think that's like relative too, right? Because obviously like how the world um, categorizes what the hood is. Like we call it the hood, but like how the government looks at like lower income right. families. And, you know, even with when you think of like the idea of Section 8, like you can get a really nice house, but be Section 8, right? Like yeah. you can live in a nice complex and you're paying... full amount and and your neighbor is paying eight dollars right so Holler at me (laughs) let me get them stamps up off you but but i think it's just relative in like what you think yeah or um what you feel is is less than or more than for someone right because like you say if like i look at cali like that yeah like the hoodie i'm like y'all got palm trees like it's yeah. a beautiful mm-hmm. when i watch baby boy i don't know if they were trying to imply that his mom was kind of like i don't know what that was supposed to be considered but i love i was like, you got a tupac yes like is this supposed yes. to be uh-huh. a struggle because i just want to sit on your porch and sip wine no, but i facts. don't know if that means somebody's gonna come shoot the place that's like facts. i don't know like In a serious way, like what you could not do, but in general, what the average person would consider. Very true. If you look at a middle class, like white person, anything black for them is the, you know what I'm trying to say, or, or that they're not used to. Right. So when we look at it, like you said, even in Virginia, like this ain't hood. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. If you're a
1: native, then you know it is. Yeah.
0: So I always think it's interesting to think of like the perimeters of like
1: this is true but this is very true because people from here
0: like even the school
1: i work in i know it's a low income area but it don't look like it to me yeah just the idea that there's no apartments i live in a neighborhood like full of homes Mm -hmm. and i'm just like a home is a big deal in new jersey owning a home is a big deal in new jersey so like I know, but my coworkers will tell me all the time, this is a rough neighborhood. You yeah. don't know what's going to And happen. they're
0: probably not, I'm not like assuming, but some people don't own, like they're renting. Yeah, that's Like true. you said, they don't make a lot. You don't know what's going on inside right. the home. Because I also think... Hood is kind of like um, a mindset too. Like what what's happening in the neighborhood? Yeah, Like if you moved everybody out of that neighborhood and moved them to the suburbs and switched everybody from the suburbs to there, like I wonder what, the, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what, when you say we're looking at it, like what do we see? Yeah, yeah. Like if you rolling through and you're like, oh, I'm not getting out of my car. Right. I remember having a white coworker that had said something like, you know, I'm not racist, but when I went to Seven Eleven, I saw this, Group of like guys, and I didn't want to get out the car, and I was like, I probably wouldn't have either. Like, exactly. you know, that shit just don't seem safe, yeah, but it's not yeah. because of yeah. any other We reason. cross the
1: street with niggas with hoodies on, too. Like, don't <laughs> I know, like, that's a big deal
0: now. You can't say that out loud, but I'm crossing some streets. You just got to use a little I'm discernment, but like, you don't got to go get mugged because you was trying to prove you wasn't racist. But right. that wasn't safe. Like, what you, <laughs> right. I wouldn't have walked over there either. But right. but it is interesting what we who don't have that same vantage point still consider to be right. like, "Oh, this is hood as fuck." Right. And I also think
1: that also comes with age because
0: I feel like when we were
1: younger, we I didn't care where I was going, but now it's like the same environment that I grew up in, yeah. You couldn't pay me <laughs> to be there at
0: 10 p.m outside i'm also like certain food spots i'd be like pick up only. right i want them wings and i want them fried hard but like i'm not hanging <laughs> out. on the fried hard but a little <laughs> bit of that that crack that they put on the fries you know that that yeah I mean, but i'm not hanging i just want my food right. and i'm out so i get it but but i do think it is interesting like you said coast like just even from different coasts yeah um and different different um geographics that show like what we and you're not used to it, not you, but like if you've never been around, like you said, it's interesting to move out of your environment,
1: right? So. Right, um, but yeah, that's how Texas has been thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really grateful, and I'm also thankful to anybody who has hit me up because a few of you have hit me up like, I missed the pod, when is another episode coming out? And I really appreciate that because it's not that I don't necessarily want to pod, I'm here alone, so it's, I don't like, um, I could sit on this mic and talk by myself. Mm-hmm. I could, but I don't, I honestly don't even, I enjoy that once in a while. Sometimes I feel like when I need to get my shit off, I'll get right. in front of the mic. But I also really develop this pod because I like to commune with people and I like to hear the perspectives of other people and or just agree with people, disagree, whatever the case may be. So because I don't have that, Uh, opportunity I have been talking though with like random people about being on the pod um I don't do it as much but Mm -hmm. that's probably the only reason why and my my um my overall interest in potting was you know wavering a bit just because of the saturation of the market I just feel like and I know I'm not up there with like the top market, but I just was tired. I just feel like everything on Instagram or everything on YouTube or on the internet in general was like a think piece. Like, and I guess that is the premise of life and how Mm -hmm. we all have our conversations all day, all like all day long. But I also felt like I don't want to be a part of why I don't want to be a part of the conversation of why, um, of like what type of man i'll accept and what i don't like come Mm -hmm. on let's move past that like i i appreciate it but if you cannot develop the conversation beyond the general lines of bro like why she won't accept this man blah 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 then i'm tired
0: i'm tired but i also feel like that's why your podcast is because you do think beyond that like you your conversations aren't the oversaturated conversations do you know what I mean yeah. or the the perspectives I feel like people really do want quality I feel like that's how you find your your tribe like people are looking for that because they don't want to hear that shit either right you know what I mean they right. want to hear something different or somebody that's not just trying to say something that's going to be like clickbait or right right a cool soundbite so I think yeah. there's there's good in that, too.
1: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we are going to, I think before we get into our friendship history, because every time I have someone on the pod, I like to um, talk about how we became to be, mm-hmm. because I think friendships are very important, like, mm-hmm. you know, to life and just to our 30s, um, you know, sustaining in our 30s. So I'm trying to think if I should start with who. Who you are and all the wonderful things you have accomplished in your life, or if I should start with how we became friends?
0: I feel like the start of the friendship because I think a lot of those things that I became like was was like due to friendships, like due to like the support. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, We, we are who we are, but I think you can be nurtured through really good connections. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't use like friend loosely, right? And I think a lot of this generation does. Does. Absolutely. And I think with the age group that we're in, we knew like well, you're before, in oh, we're in two different <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> You know, you, you give somebody an edge. You be trying to give them their flowers. We the-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's giving weeds in the flower bed right now. Remind well, me to send you this meme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little girl hugging like
1: her grandma and the the caption says when your friend is one a year older than you. Wow.
0: Wow. Right. Right. This is That's really a, how
1: we process stuff. But I'm sorry wild. to interrupt. Right. Go ahead. Right.
0: <laughs> this is this is a, a true example of our friendship, by the way. It's always shade and it's never for me. That's what's so crazy. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. but I feel like um you can be like who you are as an individual, like I said, but being like nurtured and just having like genuine connections can help you evolve to like some of the best parts of your life and i think even when you go through something that's not great like that's when you really realize like who has your back beyond just the accolades or the accomplishments right and so um i think a true testament of like your friendship too is when somebody asks how you met and you really have to think about it because you feel like damn like we've been cool for so longer and and so many intricate ways you actually have to think of the start of it so i i think we were invited to a mutual gathering yes and i
1: think you drove
0: it's possible i yeah. feel like that's always me yes in any situation i'm always but i we ended up there and then we just that was in our roaring 20s yes and so there were multiple kickbacks i might have been 19 i doubt it
1: but if you were if you want to say 20s i might have been 19 if
0: we're gonna go with 19 then we're gonna say you've been drinking for a long time because (laughs) we (laughs) we were getting it in but i i even think of just where we were not just where we were living but like mentality which we're always as mature as we could ever be, right? Even then, I feel like we were ahead of our time, but like our jobs and yeah. the ambition that we had and like the goals that we had for ourselves, I think that's what made the friendship continue. Because despite yeah. kickbacks and I don't know, gay, like we just did random stuff, but we always ended up, yeah, we
1: were, we were also like, also like, it's weird that you have on this shirt. Cause I feel like we were like, we had fun, but we also was like, no, we're going to a breast cancer walk today. We're going so. <laughs> to do
0: something. We're going to drink the night before, but we have to be up. We're going to get matching t-shirts. Right. We're, we're in it for like good, wholesome. And I think that's what made it genuine because the things that we did were wholesome without trying. This was probably honestly before even Instagram became yeah. a thing, like yeah. Instagram became a thing during our friendship by the way yeah i feel like we may have had obviously facebook obviously cell phones maybe the first iphone because at one point yeah i definitely like, didn't have an i had bbm maybe yeah so i think that it was like the evolve of that but still just trying to do good things and i think maybe like our characters yeah are like what sustained us so that was years ago like at yeah. least a decade i think yeah absolutely 20, 2012 maybe yeah it. so um but i think yeah. that was the start of the friendship it might have d-
1: even been before that because i feel like i left new jersey right one year after i graduated college mm-hmm. and i graduated college in 20 2011 so yeah 2011 mm-hmm. so i left in 2012 this summer so this is like
0: 2009 10 but you know what i think is interesting about like our friendship specifically i think it blossomed after you left. I went back to Jersey, Because, yeah. you know, being around somebody, you naturally, like, oh, that's Janique. Like, that's whoever. Like, we're all in group settings. But I feel like our friendship was more yeah direct, like, after you went back to Jersey. And I think that's the gift and the curse of being long distance because you have to intentionally, like, I'm coming to Jersey. Or yeah. when are you coming to VA? Like, you make the time versus, oh, she's just down the street. We'll hang when we hang. right. So, I believe that was the start. And then we had, like, so many things that have happened in between that I think kept us like sustain our friendship
1: yeah I I feel like for some reason like what I remember when we um so Tiff was like the resident kickback host (laughs) so she was like at uh, you gotta think also I'm saying 1920 because Tiffany is like she's not two years older than me but about a year and a half kind of but she was she's 87 I'm 89
0: wow yeah
1: but I'm a first quarter baby. She's a fourth quarter baby. Like if we want to be honest. But I'm only saying this to say that she was young. Like you were young, but Tiff had her own apartment. She had like
0: a two bedroom, two bathroom joint. With like, storage. like hold was, on. Who? Give me my balcony with my and storage. And the balcony
1: and the storage with the little mini island in Wash the kitchen
0: period like who
1: was doing that at 21 like you know what I'm saying nobody was really doing that so she was the resident kickbacker and she would host these things and I feel like after we went to that other person's event she might have invited me like to her house and we would all just go there on the weekends and just sometimes I would show up in my like uniform like yeah. literally from work we would just have a good time and I think the first time I remember um I don't want to say feeling like your friend, but it was like the night I spent the night mm-hmm. and that I remember I spent the night because my mom was out of town mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't even, from what I remember, I don't even being like turned, like as in, I'm, I'm sure we got turned, but I don't think that was the reason I spent the night. It was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, like I'm gonna just stay here. And I woke up and I remember us talking and I don't know, like, At the time, I might have been working on a project or something like or something. I don't remember. Tiffany was probably writing, of course, as well, because she used to send me like little blurbs of like things you were writing and things of that nature. So that's what I remember. And yeah, I do remember us talking more when I moved back to New Jersey. Um,
0: Can I just add, when you did that um, documentary and um, the lost footage of the Lost Boys? I know. It's bittersweet. It's something I want to see for me, but then I want to toss it in the ocean because I feel like I was very, (laughs) very, very loose. Uh, A (laughs) ghetto
1: love is a lord that we live by.
0: I think you you showed me how much I love the Lost Boys. I didn't realize. Uh You know they say it's who you drunk text? I feel like I was drunk really really like <laughs> in my bag about the lost boys but I always think of that because that was in that room that spare bedroom as well right, right. so anyway shout out to the lost boys
1: yeah and shout out to that documentary that never saw the light yeah. of day when I was in my early 20s I was working on a hip-hop documentary <laughs> it was a hip-hop documentary, and yeah. it was I remember my mom who always believes in my dreams shout I could like bruh I could tell my mama anything and she'll be like you're gonna do it you are going to do it and anyway my mom had bought me a camera like the first sony vlogging camera that mm. ever came out and it was cool because it actually was like so slim and you you had a like screen on the back like mm. completely and that's what i used to record a lot of my content but that content never saw the light of day like hella of my content that's just either in my phone or whatever i'm a weirdo but anyway since that, mm-hmm. um, Tiffany has gone on to do great things. So she's an author. Um, she's a director, a producer, mm-hmm. a curator of many things. Um, mm-hmm. If you are listening to This Is 30 right now and you have a phone in front of you, do yourself a favor and Google Shyla Miles because you can buy some things. You can search up some things and you could find out a lot about her. But I'm going to let her tell, you know. Um, Talk about some of the things she's done.
0: Oh, I feel like you said most of them. You always make it sound much better than I would. But (laughs) uh, I wrote two books. And what's interesting is the first book I was supposed to probably write second if I had it my way. But because I was going to do the memoir first, Me Versus Me. Because I always felt like, oh, I got to tell my life story. I got to tell my life story. But I guess I just wasn't ready to do that. So I released a fiction novel first, which was Broken Promises. And the sequel is still TBD. Like, people have been asking. It's only been, like, a decade, seriously. But, um, but I think when you do certain things that are creative, it kind of puts you, um, like, on different tracks and different avenues for, like, other creative things. So I feel yeah. like it kind of let me know that I was more into film. Um, and just being creative in other ways, like directing and producing and wanting to do more screenplays. And then the evolution of social media, like back then yeah she was doing it by herself to be honest there wasn't there were no reels yeah I don't know if we know when reels started I'm sure somebody could google it but there were no there was no instant there was no live yeah it was basically the sepia filter yeah is that am I saying that right whatever that is like the the (laughs) orangey. that's (laughs) started from the bottom like that's where we were like you know actually hiring like videographers and having to have people do your branding before they were sponsored pages. Like really the start of Instagram is probably when I released my first book. So um I think just the evolution of, like you say, like kind of getting it out the mud, like having to do your, like find somebody to do your covers and really research to find your people and your tribe, you know, as far as the professional side of writing books and such. But now it's so different. And I feel yeah. like even trying to write the sequel, when I say Back then, it wasn't even that long ago in the the larger scheme of things, but so much has happened. So yeah. I'm like, I don't even think the main characters in my book could FaceTime for re-. like I was. I'm really thinking of just yeah. the evolve of just how quickly life moves. So, um, but I think writing in general had been something that was more like expressive for me, mm-hmm. um, whether it was fiction or journaling, and so I think that also moved me into maybe the greater purpose or what I evolved to, which was like the advocacy for all things mental health, you know, so. um, Yeah,
1: I think like also when you came up is a testament of like people naturally effing with you, not because you have a cool reel or not because you have a big following. It was literally like just the city. And I also feel like for me, I feel like as a creative, Virginia has always, even when I was in Virginia, I always felt very suffocated because Mm -hmm. I feel like the energy in Virginia is not really set up to make creatives thrive in Mm. my opinion i just feel like the energy is just not weird it's just not like a new york or even a new jersey or a cali or atlanta or a texas it's Mm. like very dull to me so i feel like just doing what you did in virginia pharrell would be proud Uh (laughs) pharrell would be be, pharrell would be proud like i just feel like that's that's like it's
0: big like to do that and you know like you sold out what hotel was that Oh, it's changed names so many times. At at the time, I think it was called the Norfolk Plaza in in Norfolk, and it was Shout across from to. the Scope. If I'm not, yeah. yes, it's across the Norfolk Scope
1: is like uh, it's Virginia's Prudential Center, y'all. For those of you listening, that's what it is. So it's like, it was a big deal at the time. And I remember like just being very proud and just, again, it's easy to do that. I know you're talking about the way social media has changed things. I think it's it's easier to do that now
0: then. I, I agree. Yeah. And like full disclaimer, like I was broke. Like I remember like, even though it was a ticketed event, like having to tell, because at the time it was like the short film version or the yeah. adaptation of my, of Broken Promises and i remember like having the cast there and like really it was formal so everybody's looking their best and like having to coordinate all these different things and literally that money all went into the event and i had to like tell my cast cuz i didn't want them to think yeah she pocketed money like i had to spend money out of my own pocket do you know what i mean to make things happen even when i mentioned before we started recording like using your laptop to show it because I was like, oh my God, like certain people that were supposed to show up. And all I got was like really good reviews after. And to me, that was like the real testament of like, okay, because if you're doing an event, which you have before, you see all the things that went wrong. Yeah. So to have people really pour into you, like this was fire and doing the actual ticket count of seeing, I don't even remember, it was 400 and something. And I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. And then having, like you say, seeing the vision come to there's a stage there are people like people are watching something at some point was just an idea in an apartment so i always um, remember the was it a table read we had i feel like you have a video i don't know why i was there either maybe i was visiting charlie because even since then like charlie is charlie is doing big things Mm, yeah so he wasn't he wasn't doing numbers like like he's doing now. Then, but it's so cool that just even he'll hit me up sometimes. Like, can I can you send me the link to the short film? And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I like, love watching that thing. But the like you said, the table read because we were recording and like yes. just watching the energy. Like no one we was were, mad. Yeah. It was a good time. It was good. It was somebody's birthday. We brought a cake. So I think um, I just always in anything that I do, I just want to be like real, and I don't want anybody to ever think otherwise, like it's just about, like you say with reels, unfortunately unfortunately, it's so convenient yeah. that people that aren't even passionate about certain things can yeah. become big for doing something that you've really worked hard to do. And I think maybe that's probably what you feel about the pot, like you are in it. Mm-hmm. But when you say oversaturated, it's like everybody's doing it because they can. I remember you mentioned like when T.I. was gonna do one and you were like, why? Yeah, Like you're already rapper, actor, like reality. Why are you doing a podcast when it's people out here that really have a passion to just have general conversation? So I feel the same about people who want to do film. Like now you can jump on a reel and it's going to edit everything. You don't have to too much and the thing
1: is you can't even be mad at them folk because for a long time I was mad at them folk because I'm like you don't possess the passion it takes I don't
0: think it made me mad more than it made me uninspired because it was like well what's the point
1: yeah and who's who like if if you can't tell who's who then why am I even doing it
0: like what what am I doing like why am I taking so much time to put the heart in it when you just woke up rolled over and was like boom, a hundred thousand followers yeah. or views. And you're just like, all right. So it can yeah. kind of make you really, um, self-reflect and see if what you're doing is what you want to do. Like it makes you check your why, like why, or remember why you started and has something changed or are you going to change with it? Yeah. So, but I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um, you know, Figuring out whether or not you want to do something is like, I feel like the fight of my life because it's like, again, I want to put heart into it and I have a different purpose. I'm not doing this. But then I also feel like sometimes I feel mad at myself because I'm like, damn, you got the same 24 hours they do. What are you not doing? Um, Or are you are you just going to sit here and complain Mm. they're doing it. So whether they have the heart or not, they were brave enough. I can't be mad at them being brave enough. I'd be mad because I'd be like, damn, that could be me making bank. Like if I just, I don't know if I was just, I I wouldn't even call it as dedicated, but I guess maybe we're in it for two different reasons. So their drive to maybe make money and get clout is going to, um Propel them, and then whereas th- those aren't my my drives. Like
0: I think they use that analogy, like when you when you have like your plate, and your food is good, but then you, whether it's intentional or not, you look over and you're like, damn, look at their plate. You know what I mean? And you yeah. like, but your plate is good. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't even really like what's on their plate. Yeah, you it's wouldn't just even full. be fulfilled. It's full. It's- <laughs> and it caught co- maybe it costs more in the yeah. analogy but like you're but what you want is feeding you yeah. and it, and and who who has the same plate as you it's feeding them too they don't yeah. want what's on that plate yeah. and i feel like your people your tribe is going to go for like what you they want what you have and i i know it sounds cliche but like the quality over quantity like fuck that mm-hmm. like what you're supposed to be doing is what you're doing yeah and it's easy to look i think we have to assess like that because it reminds you like no nah, you know what I do like my plate. Yeah. I I was looking over there for a second. Like, that's Mm -hmm. cool. But I like this plate.
1: And it helps you to, like, um, also, like, tap in with your loves as opposed to changing your loves to
0: meet the... Correct. Like, yo, I like this chicken. Yeah. This Old Bay fried hard chicken is where it's at. And other people, that's the other thing you got to remember. Like, it does, it starts with yourself. Like, you got to like it first. Yeah. But... Other people like it too. Yeah. And I think sometimes there are subtle reminders. Whether it's somebody saying to you, Journey, I miss your pie. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. you, somebody, somebody fucking with it. Yeah, fuck the people that's eating shit that they can't pronounce, that's not even seasoned respectfully, and not the way that you would eat it, or the people who's like you want to be in I'm the room. I'm telling you, do people. y'all hear
1: the wordplay? I might have to rewind it back, okay, because that's what you call a double entendre, okay? Where is the? I can't even reach the sound effects, but if you were listening.
0: Rewind it back, okay? But I mean but I think you need like you have to remind yourself or have those people when we talk about friendship. Like somebody who's not gonna say, like, damn, Jenny, you right that whatever that is on their plate that we can't even really see. Yeah. But everybody else is eating it, but like, oh, you should want that. Like, no, like we we fuck with this. And if it's something that we don't like, like maybe the season and is off this week, then we address what's on our plate. Yeah. But we don't got to go get what they got. We going yeah. to try to build, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's the reality because especially in this generation with things, I'm not going to say that shouldn't go viral because some things we do respect, but there are some things that are just terrible.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Even just for your mental, like whatever the case, it's just not, it's not something good to feed you or other people. And it goes viral and then, or it gets numbers or whatever we're aiming to do. Yeah. And then somehow we start comparing and it shouldn't even be in the same category to begin with.
1: And I always say that I'm a true believer in the idea that I know my boy ho said men lie, women lie, numbers don't. I think numbers lie. Mm. I'm a firm believer in the numbers game is a dangerous game Mm -hmm. because or not necessarily numbers don't lie, but numbers do not equal quality. Correct. It it absolutely does not. So I see people get gassed sometimes like your yeah, algorithms was busting today. That does, that means nothing because it could it, and it. I don't know if it means nothing, but I just feel like you have to you have to take that for what it is, when it is and not put too much value into it because one putting too much value into it could mess up your 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 psyche. Correct. Number two, when it's down mm-hmm. again, messing up your psyche, you're going to attach yourself to that and thinking, "What did I do wrong?" or "What is it?" Blah blah blah. You really gotta know yourself. Yeah, In but I, I drink?
0: To yeah, but I also think um, when you talk about the numbers and quality, I, because everything is so digital now. Yeah, that I think even when Hove said that which it could he be meant it to. in the real way he went in, in the yeah because back then like your numbers were like people were buying albums for real now and i respect it because i do it for my friends too but like if you drop something on spotify i can play it all night yeah to get your numbers up because i support you and I. but i also believe in you but the point is like you say it's not like 20 people listen to it no that was me that's your yeah. homie yeah so like you say it could be this and that the other thing is the power of influence Yeah. But I always say that loosely because we know a lot of influencers that that's not my type of, you can't influence me. Yeah. And so if we can acknowledge that the world is in a weird place where people value things that are very um, terrible in nature then like I said, I don't even want to be on that weight. Like if if yeah. that's where the high numbers are going, keep me with the like the low numbers of the real because real is rare. Yeah. So how are we going to say real is and rare? Not and not real say, to be
1: compared with, not real to be confused with real.
0: R-E-A-L. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but like if real is rare, then why do I care about numbers anyway? Yeah. Rare is actually
1: limited. But see, our human nature, we want... The masses, uh, at least I do. I feel like you want, it's not important, but you do want your work to meet the masses because you feel like I'm really about that. I'm really about that. And if I had to assess myself outside of myself... I'm pretty amazing. Like, I I feel like even the caliber of the people who I think are amazing, I come very close or if not surpass them. Of course. Absolutely. um,
0: But I also think it's the way. Right. So when I say go viral, like or influencers, that means that no matter the quality their numbers are going to be high. It doesn't mean that you won't also get high because you're real. And I'm saying it's rare. It means the avenue you take. Yeah. You're not stepping on somebody's back. You're not paying somebody just to post it, which I have i respect people that go whichever way they go it's what you value yeah but like your your story is genuine yeah you don't want to just hear some random person repost it but they ain't even listen like that's like people who will ask for my book to support me i want to know you're going to read it though yeah you don't got to come buy 20 copies just to say you supported me i appreciate like i i appreciate it but i'd rather you say what, what what's corey and Tremel doing like yeah when's your next member or you know that one chapter you talked about like That to me is better than somebody saying, I bought a hundred thousand copies. Yeah. And nobody knows the story. Exactly. So if your podcast goes viral, which honestly I hope it does, but for the right reason. Like I hope somebody's like, yo, I really listened to this and like they're hilarious or they said some real shit, like, I really fuck with Journey. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Versus it just being somebody who's like Let's just get the numbers up. Like, everybody right. go to sleep at night and run this yeah. podcast. And because, like you say, then the numbers are showing, and you're like, but nobody's really fucking with the That's content. Great.
1: Yeah. That's why I personally, I do take value in my numbers because I know they're all real. Mm -hmm. I know they're authentic. I don't do anything to promote this pod other than post on Mondays. And my friends even will tell me, Journey, you got to promote the pod more. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. For the rest of the week, you won't see me. And that's only literally when I'm putting out a pod every week. I don't, I don't, it's not that I know the promotion game is important. I just feel like I have a rejection issue and mm-hmm. I also have a begging issue. Mm-hmm. So prom- promoting is too close to begging for me <laughs> cuz I
0: feel like I don't want to beg you to but listen. But I think you got like with that it's the vision, right? Yeah. So the vision, not division. But like if if you can change the narrative yes. of I'm not begging but I'm trying to get this in the right it's a former. me problem
1: at 100% I understand that that's the me problem so I'm not I'm not yeah. for those of y'all listening to I'm not I look. I admire people who promote well and are,
0: are fearless with yeah. their promotion I'm just telling y'all my disposition but I just think and it's my, in my issues. intent is all I was like even the people whether we're calling it begging or just promoting all the time whether they really believe in it whether they just got a really strong team that like they don't have the pride. we going to yeah. repost the hell out of it. But whatever the case, I think if you just remember your intent, yeah, then it's a little easier to be like, yeah, I posted it four times. Or if I did ask the celebrity p- to post it, I didn't ask the celebrity that I don't respect. Yeah. I asked somebody that I'm like, could you please listen to it? And and then if you if fuck you with want it. To. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So like um somewhere along the lines mm-hmm. of writing and doing your projects you um you you got into I don't want to say you got into but you became like a mental health advocate Mm -hmm. um and I just want to know like what led you to be so passionate
0: about being vocal about being a mental health advocate I think um with mental health and because it's still new Mm -hmm. The, the the concept right now like you say it's People sensationalize it, or they romanticize yeah. certain like terms and phrases. But really, it's been around for a long time, and it's I know the numbers me, game. It sadly, it or it's a hashtag. It's it's just something like yeah. you say to just talk about, and then it becomes unfortunately watered down. Like now, everything's mental health. But yeah. the irony in it is so many people are affected. But if it's in a watered down environment, then you still feel like it's still missing you. Mm -hmm. Like I'm affected, but this don't really apply to me. Or if I repost it, it's more y'all hear that, but like, but you're doing nothing about it for yourself or you're not really connecting. So even for writing, the reason I started writing was because it helped me express myself before anybody was calling it mental health, including myself. It's just like, what are these feelings? Why am I feeling this way? And so it wasn't until later in life that I was actually diagnosed with depression and also anxiety, but Aside from being diagnosed, it's just what you deal with before you get up and decide to go to therapy. Or when you start seeing numbers, if we're talking numbers statistically, how many people really are affected, whether directly because you yourself have a diagnosis or because those around you do, right? Mm -hmm. Like one in five adults are affected by depression or some other mental illness in the United States. So that means like if you go out to the grocery store... And it's 20 of y'all walking through just want, like somebody is affected in some way. And so being vocal about it is, I think, initially like, oh, let's stop the stereotypes and the stigma. But mostly it's now nah, let's just talk about it. It ain't even about like a, some, like I said, some sensational yeah. let's go viral. But like not nah, like I just really want to talk about it, because if you feel anything like I feel right now. And I mean, in this moment, not I made it and I want to tell you how to make, like, I'm struggling. Who else? And when you start seeing people say like me and me and us and like, then you're like, okay, well, let's keep talking about it. So for me, I think it was initially just about me. Like, does anybody hear me? Is this like, is the mic on? Like, y'all, y'all, I'm struggling. Like, I don't know what to call it. Like today, I don't want to get out of bed or if we get really into the nitty gritty of even the idea of suicide, like, is there anybody who feels like this life is X, Y, Z? And then you get like the DMs, you get the, nah, I feel this, or I lost somebody this way, or I feel like I'm going to lose somebody this way. And so it makes you, in the words of Nisha, Nisha always says like, I will not shut up. Like, which her advocacy is DV, of course, but just "nah," like you can't shut me up because I feel like even if it only connects to two people, if that's, if those are the two people that needed to hear it or, or talk about it or be heard today, then that's okay with me. So being vocal to me is just, um, not to be cliche, but to know that you're not alone, but even for me to remember, like, I'm seen out here, like, it's not just me. And I'm not going to say I have all the answers, but at least it's an acknowledgement. And I feel like that's one of the first steps to figuring out what to do next or um, just being able to acknowledge like yourself in such a state and not have to feel anything but how you feel. So to me, that's why I wanted to be like very vocal about it. Yeah. Um, Did your like diagnosis liberate you in any kind
1: of way? Um, Or did it just confirm something that you
0: think you already knew? I definitely think it confirmed. Um, and I won't say liberated more than just, um, it's kind of like when you get your degree, like you already knew your shit, but like I've graduated, like now I can talk about it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I'm not just saying, I think I might be depressed so I can talk like, nah, like I get it. I've officially quote unquote been diagnosed, but also like I knew that I knew, I knew it. That's why I went to therapy. Like something's not right. Yeah. And, um, but more than that, it confirms so that you know how to move next. It wasn't like, thank you for letting me know. Now let me go back in the world and just be my depressed self. It's like, okay, how do, what do I do with this? Yeah. And whatever I learn, whether it's because somebody's not ready to go to therapy, whether they can't afford it, whatever I learn, like maybe I can share it to help somebody get encouraged to do something different for themselves. Because obviously, just because we have the same diagnosis doesn't mean we're going to need the same things but like if it helps you if if my therapist dropped some gems or if something in this world has stood out to me that has helped Mm -hmm. it's it lets me know that other people that have been diagnosed with this now we have something that we can connect to and build on so I don't think it it liberated me more than it gave me something to stand on to figure out how to move next yeah and then how do you feel about like the hmm how do you feel
1: about the damn sometimes the words escape me but the the idea that sometimes I feel like especially in our community the black community that Mm -hmm. therapy and mental health is and I know that that has been a repeated statement but I also feel like it's still an issue like the fact that we're not necessarily addressing the fact that we need therapy or like like i've dated a lot of men who need who need therapy and yeah. it's like beyond in my capacity i need therapy too like if we want to be honest every, we all need yeah. therapy but i also feel like getting i was i was trying to ask you a question but how do you feel about that do you, can you elaborate on everybody needing therapy
0: i think i think people uh and it's probably a stereotype or because the idea of therapy is still new the the way we joke about how social media it's still new like instagram is still new but it moves fast Mm -hmm. and so with all the information about mental health we forget that it's still very new even some of the the diagnosis like it's still new yeah like the the things that people are going through to give you this information it's still new and so because of that adapting to the idea of what therapy means for someone you think i must be going through something yeah But then we'll say things like, everybody's going through something, right? So if that's the case, no matter how big or small, therapy is more of like the oil check for yourself. I
1: was just about to say that. It's not the- Your car don't got to be messed up for you to need an oil change.
0: Right. But Mm -hmm. what do we, as much as we hate getting oil changes, when you get oil changes, what do they usually tell you? Guess what else we found? Yeah. And yeah. we don't believe them because we don't want to spend money. But when you think about your mental look, I'm here because I think I got some mommy wow. issues and I just wanna address it because I'm getting ready to be a mom and I don't want to carry it on. Yeah, so you do, but also,
1: yeah. While we were
0: talking about that, you know what else I realized? Like you're really depressed. Wow. You really haven't addressed the issues that you have with your dad. Mm-hmm. You haven't addressed the issues like that friend you keep talking about, you haven't addressed like why you feel that way about that friend and how you feel about yourself. So I feel like mental health is, if you're in the right capacity in your therapy, whatever that capacity is, because it doesn't always have to be psychotherapy. That's another thing people always think, like, you got to go see a therapist. It is about making the conscious decision to say, I know that I need to be checked internally. Mm -hmm. So whatever you do in that forum, to be able to be checked internally and say, yo, like, everything's not right within me. And I think it's interesting. You'll meet someone, friendship, dating, your mom. Damn, they really need therapy. And some people really, like you see the urgency in it, but we all do. Yeah. We all do because I think it helps keep us afloat. You don't want to have to go. My therapist used to say, because at the time I was dating and we were talking about couples therapy and I was just like, "I, I just feel like it's too soon. If we're already having these issues. And she said, do you want the train to be hitting the wall?
1: Once or you... do you want
0: to slow it down yeah, and see if we can get you a different path? And so I feel like even with yourself, because we're so big on, let's help someone else. They need therapy. Where your train headed? Do you want to be going to the brick wall? Or you want to see if you can stop it? And so I think that's the idea or the concept of like, everybody needs it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's unfortunate that I don't think everybody has the ability or the knowledge of self, the self-awareness, yeah, the emotional intelligence to be able to say, even on my best day, I still need therapy. Yeah. And best is relative, but I really need it. And I think that sometimes we find different things to get ourselves wrapped into that makes us think this is a replacement for therapy. And while those things could help, you like to paint, you like to pod, like that's all good. But when you laying down at night, those thoughts that keep you awake about yourself or even about other people like don't you want somewhere to put that it yeah. doesn't replace god or any other form that you might have it doesn't replace your best friend but it is different and it's meant to like you say just kind of do that check for yourself to say like okay i'm on i'm on target with this but what about this side of me yeah and i think if you really want to be the best version of yourself then being accountable to the things that um, you might have some blind spots with are very helpful for you as well.
1: Yeah. That just really spoke to me like a lot. Um, so I really hope y'all are listening as well because um, that spoke to me. And I feel like talking to you on this pod, I'm sad it like took this
0: long because I feel like I missed my moment, the Jersey time. I was <laughs> like, I'm so this, this, my, I know this my we're moment. not had
1: an actual table. <laughs> And somewhere to put the um anyway, the mic stands. But I just feel like this is why I do this is 30. Because mm-hmm. I feel like everything cannot be I, I be running for the clickbaits. Mm-hmm. I need a clickbait title always because guys, I'm fooling you. We are never talking about shits and giggles in here. Like, it's always serious stuff. I just need something to, I need something to match those Instagram ways. We breadcrumbing
0: you. Yes. Come yes. on, what's Say, Come on in the room. Yes. <laughs>
1: so like, I, but this makes me happy because not only were you like spitting gems at me, like, because I just, I just feel like you just said some real shit. But in addition to that, I also feel like this fulfills me Mm -hmm. being able to put a wise person behind a microphone so that they can talk to people or the masses or so that somebody could really understand. Because sometimes I feel like even on this pod, sometimes I, I don't, I don't always, um, I don't always, understand that this is a good thing. Mm. Sometimes i just feel like it's a it's a hobby like it's something mm. i like to do blah 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 but i just feel like actually being in this moment and appreciating it for what it is That makes me happy because Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what makes me happy about potting. Mm -hmm. I'll say a hundred times, I ain't potting no more. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to make it to year five, blah, blah, blah. And then I have a conversation Mm -hmm. like this. And, you know, we talk all day. Like we talk all day. But then to still be able to sit here and add more to our reoccurring conversations or just something that can help other people,
0: that's big to me. I feel like this is friendship. That's when you were saying that to go back even to like, that's our friendship. Yeah. We've ne- even when we were young, like when we laugh at, like, oh, we wa- we weren't even that deep, but we like we were the deepest versions that we could have been. Yeah. But now we just have gotten older For and sure. have more. But we're and it's still that, and yeah. I think that's the coolest part about not just even our friendship, but you doing this. This is the type of conversation that you curate. Like you want this. Like I'm yeah. your friend here, but just in general, people listening are like, oh, damn, like they laughing, but also like this is real. Like you said, it's clickbait, but like. I fuck with this and then yeah. you're like oh we're on to the next pod. like what are they talking about now because it's more than just what can we say that's going to go viral
1: right right absolutely um I wish this could be a two-hour pod but um the last thing I want to end with is um Cassie and Diddy
0: okay
1: um and for those of you listening um it's been like a week and a half now i want to say and cassie not not cassie or cassie accused diddy Mm -hmm. of rape uh manipulation and uh abuse physical and sexual abuse or whatever Mm -hmm. And, and in about 24 hours after she uh made her lawsuit public he countered it and they had settled yeah um and it's still the talk of the timeline um but i just wanted to know your general thoughts on that situation
0: like what aspect though like do you mean like the fact that
1: so i out or they're like there are these issues with uh rape like Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people i feel like celebrity culture and rape culture in my opinion some of that stuff is synonymous Mm -hmm. because i feel like celebrity culture is so weird like especially them holly weird how people say it's weird so i feel like whenever i hear a man did something i'm usually on the side of the woman Mm -hmm. however i feel like at times that can be a weird game to play because there are innocent man men who get accused of things they did not do every day mm-hmm. whether it be because they're successful whether it be because they were just to blame mm-hmm. like i think that if we look at the bigger picture of this and i know y'all know like i'm a puff fan but i'm not even talking about that because i don't care i don't know that man mm-hmm. if he did it he did it Fuck him. like you don't do that to people but when you think about the central park five Mm -hmm. these are black men brown men who were accused of raping a white woman in central park and they did not do it Mm -hmm. and if we have if we can if we can understand that falsified testimonies are a thing Mm -hmm. we need to also recognize that for even celebrities or Mm -hmm. regular people or whatever so i of course was not there but a lot of people have said that they read the document and it's it's crazy and whatever the case may be so i guess i would ask first what are your opinions on women accusing like established women i guess or women with some type of I don't even want to know if
0: there's proof i don't know if there's proof or if there's yeah. just paperwork because paperwork is not proof i think it, and i'm going to speak from like my perspective as like someone who was sexually abused right i feel like i'm thankful that when i did talk about it nobody least to my knowledge question it mm. um but i know people who have gone to even trusted family members that are not rich, that have nothing to gain than just you should know and were not believed. Or, and here's the thing if abusers could abuse you in any capacity where there was going to be proof, would they do it? Hmm. Now, if you're hiding a camera or you know what I'm trying to, then yeah. they're on those rare occurrences, but th- that's usually why it happens. And so I would encourage somebody to think like, in the idea of power, I'm Diddy, yeah. just in this analogy. So he already kind of has um, power, power, yeah. but also a very arrogant attitude. And I'm not saying that makes him guilty or not, but the point is, it's Cassie. And I'm not trying to minimize her in any way, but you not Beyonce in the sense of success or the way the world sees it. So Cassie versus Diddy. And you have to realize even while she was in it, do you know how many people were happy when they they ended for her? Yeah, nobody says shout out to him. Yeah. look at his newer relate like I'm just being if we're looking at what we can see, the relationships he had even with just business, everybody gets what one album I'm so it it, it kind of like he doesn't have the best character in general, and then it's like you do women how you do them so i'm not saying it happened i wasn't there but for me i'm gonna always side with the victim until otherwise prove it that's how i see it yeah and it may be a bias but um i also feel like him settling is is an admission of guilt i don't even know if it's an admission but i feel like that says something yeah do you know what i mean and whatever they went through whether you know whatever's going on behind the scenes like i hope they both get yeah. what they deserve and i mean that because i don't know what they deserve but i hope they both get it sometimes i think too getting out of because people always say well why now like you don't know and it's not anybody's place to say Wh- why, why when yeah. it could have been i now have kids yeah or um i'm still going through these nightmares and i got a whole husband or somebody new or just i've been talking to my friends in private y'all don't you, you just don't know um, and I think the idea of lawsuits is usually I want to hit somebody where it hurts, right? Because yeah. to violate somebody physically, there's no real money that you can put to like, you can't just be like, let's buy that experience away, but what's going to hurt you Yeah. You, or, or, um, what, what do I need? I've already gone through what you put me through. So if I have to publicly post this, um, whether it's to humiliate you or to really just let somebody know because i've I've heard that other celebrities have kind of said like I could see that I'm mm. glad somebody's saying it. I don't know what's true, but my yeah. point is sometimes it takes that to mash the gas to say like, yeah, somebody was finally bold enough to say it happened, so I don't know what happened or not, but for me, I'm always siding with the victim until something came out. Do something sound suspicious? do some things it's like with depression right people assume the only emotion tied to depression is sadness it's also anger so when you're a victim people think that you have to lay down and oh my god like nah sometimes it's run me that because now i'm a little bit more now i'm out of that we were just talking about uh trauma bonds and narcissists like but when you're in it it could take you years to finally say like nah it wasn't my fault yeah so when you're like why now I had to get out of that shit get maybe some therapy maybe my friends maybe a back of was it my fault was it rape because I didn't say no like so you just never know like what goes into it and then as far as what's asked I mean it could have been a lawyer who knows like why that money but as far as it happening it's not my place to say whether she's telling the truth or not but I also look at what what would you have gained from that like i don't feel like it it doesn't seem like ulterior money grab yeah i think it's just i finally got empowered enough to call somebody who's very powerful on there and somebody that i probably truly loved i mean if we're being real because imagine being raped by somebody who may have paid all your mom's bills yeah who may have paid all your bills who may have really just been there for you through some and you're like i gotta hmm yeah, I got to pivot. So I just always think like, if you don't know, to just give everybody like the respect grace. and grace of just mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, whatever you need to do," because if especially if you haven't gone through it, and even if you've gone through it, imagine it being under those circumstances. Like he a, might a still have paid for person. your person, uh, and and knowing what retaliation could look like for you. Yeah. So I, I think there's a balance, and maybe having somebody saying, "So what?" Yeah. Right, and um. What better way to I don't even want to say get revenge because I don't think it's that, but maybe get something for yourself than to let the world know like nah, like you he really about that life. Yeah. And it's not just about you admitting it, you're not gonna do that. So give me that money. Yeah. And maybe looking at you at the table with my lawyer saying, Oh, you thought? Yeah. And he gave her the money. And I'm not saying that is an admission of guilt, but this puff. So or Diddy, whatever he love, Mr. Love (laughs) 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 But, you know, and then maybe somebody else, whether they're with him or just in general or like, you know what, if Cassie can speak her truth, like I'm gonna do what I do, you know, so I respect people who have to do what they have because it's a cliche meme I seen that says something like you can't tell me how to survive Yeah, whatever I've got. Like you can't come over here and tell me what I need to do, especially mm-hmm. when it don't keep you up at night. Yeah, So I just let people be.
1: Yeah, I haven't really had an opinion on it or said anything because I think it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I it's, it's weird because I feel like anytime I open my mouth in regards to it, it low-key sounds like I'm defending him and I'm not. Mm-hmm. My thought process is just... <sighs> not what keeps you in that is just the conditions in which the behavior existed and i don't even want to say it now because i feel like it's unimportant like Mm -hmm. it's not important to the totality of the issue that is on the table however i still feel like you know um even like i heard that like I don't know I feel like anything that I say is going to come off really insensitive and I'm trying to be careful with my words because in no way shape or form am I excusing diddy in no way in no way shape or form am I highlighting that this man could be innocent Mm -hmm. I don't know I do think that sometimes the intentions of somebody should be questioned mm-hmm. and I also feel like the exaggerations of somebody should be questioned mm-hmm. because I think that telling the truth is one thing I think exaggerating the truth is another mm-hmm. and exaggerating the truth to to exaggerating the truth when you already have a truth that's sufficient I think can be a little watery so I don't know if I don't know if she did that but my mind does always wonder because I always think about the two sides of the coin Mm -hmm. like so in the aspect is like if this man knows he violated you or if he did things with you that absolutely he may not have even been proud of Mm -hmm. but he thought that maybe you guys came to a resolution or maybe you guys had moved past those things and then to if he was sincerely remorseful, I'm not saying it absolves him from guilt if you want to publicly, you know, bring this to the table. But I am saying also it kind of might feel like a little strange because he might feel like, damn, I, I, I did not... Feel like the way I treated you was right. Mm-hmm. I did not. And also, again, that might be a part of his game, like just pretending to care or pretending to know where he wronged or whatever the case may be. But I do wonder about that. Like, it's just like um not in timing because I know everybody takes their time, but it's just like what type of resolutions did y'all possibly work out amongst
0: yourselves <laughs> before this happened? And um, I think I try to go for like what's. What said mm-hmm. like I'm never gonna be like and I'm not saying you're doing this but I'm not gonna say like well if he were like what happened at like I'm going for what you said it he gave you money I'm not gonna say well did he did you already did yeah. he ain't say that and quite honestly sometimes people think it has moved on we broke up and even when I say the idea of rape I mean you got to think even people who were abused like you question if I didn't say no like If Diddy is doing that, if, and that was regular for you, like a regular thing of being raped, I don't know if it was supposed to be a one time thing. I don't know the story. But regardless, if you know you did it, what what is what is an apol like you know what I'm trying to say? Did you apologize? Did y'all talk? But even still, like it's almost one of those things where like Diddy could have been waiting for that shoe to drop. Right. This part, because well, here's that's the other what thing. he said. If you had a pattern, though, because I guarantee, if this is what happened, I I would bet because I don't know that the it, same way. She's not
1: the only person. She's not.
0: The, and because I told you, somebody even commented. Um, somebody from Danity Kane. Yeah, was like finally. I like I feel her, but they might look at it like I ain't say, because my career is already. I'm trying to. He yeah. he. knows So that's my point. Like, and I'm not trying to do the the exact same thing I'm saying you're doing by like making up stuff behind the scenes but if I know that I stole something from you a long time ago and we just moved along and now you're like give me my money it's like all right yeah I was waiting I was waiting for this and then other people like oh this she stole from you too Mm. I know that just like when we were talking about the artist who we won't mention now that you said was a lot it's like Somebody else might be like, "Nah, she's like." Nah, we do put her out there. Nah, we're we not gonna do my girl like that. <laughs> but it's but it's like if you have that that knowledge of a person or that experience, but other people see something that's not even just not what you see, but the complete opposite, and they're so powerful, and you don't have shit. It yeah. takes. So that's the way I see it. Like mm-hmm. I go for like. I can't even
1: argue. I can't. I wish I could because yeah. that's my nature. I like to be very.
0: I just be, and then if you are somebody that believes in like God or something, I just be like, the truth is going to be the truth. Listen, the truth shall see the light of day at one
1: point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But listen, oh, my gosh, y'all. I feel like this should be a two hour pie and it can't because I got a nail appointment like and I hate that for me. <laughs> um, I
0: really hate that for me. But um, happy birthday again to your mom.
1: Yeah. Shout, shout out time. to Denise. I think she is 60 today
0: mm-hmm. i hope you know that because you yeah it's 2023 20, she's all a
1: 1960 right. baby right. um but i don't i didn't mean to put my mama's business but she don't she don't mind she don't look it she, pri- she don't oh, yeah. mind
0: like don't crack baby uh-huh.
1: so happy birthday to my mom and shout out to all you beautiful listeners that listen today i appreciate you um please don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend and a mama and a cousin and a daddy to please listen to the this is 30 podcast thank you Tiff, for coming on and speaking so candidly and i'm sorry i had to cut this short because we really could have made this a two-hour pod three-hour so okay. pod
0: we friends we uh, get to talk in real life listen so, so okay. and that's on
1: period um <laughs> so yeah shout out to y'all listening please i don't know when the next episode is going to be but maybe it'll be maybe this will put a little battery in my back y'all let her know tell her to yeah. bring it, bring, run it back yeah so i can maybe record it another episode Uh, there's somebody actually in mind that i want to have on the pod um and also all star nika in 2024 if you have not reserved if you have not reserved if you have not rsvp what are you waiting for are you dumb are you dumb (laughs) i'm just kidding um but yeah that's gonna be a vibe so thank you for listening peace